Welcome to the Women's Business Workshop Podcast. This is your host, Robin Walker. You are listening to episode 73, and we are so glad that you're here. Today, we're going to be talking about utilizing an in-person booth, whether it's at a craft fair, a conference, an expo, anywhere where you can have a space where you can greet, talk to, possibly sell to potential clients. We're going to be talking about what you can do before you have the event, before you even get there, what you can do to increase the ROI on your time at the event. We're also going to talk about what to do at the event and then also what you can do for follow-up afterwards that doesn't feel spammy. So grab a notebook. There's going to be a lot to write down for this one that's going to help you when you have your next booth. If you are in the Impact Business Circle, the checklist of all the things that I mention will be in our Impact Business Hub available for you to print or download to use with this episode. If you are looking for some accountability, some goal setting, and a tribe of women that can help encourage you, support you, and give you feedback, now is a great time to get on the wait list for the Impact Business Circle. We will be opening another group or two for next quarter. Currently, we are full. So check out womensbusinessworkshop.com forward slash impact, and there you can get all the details and you can also get on the Impact on the impact wait list so that you can be contacted right away once we have openings. We would love to have you in our tribe. All right, let's get started. Thanks for joining us today on the Women's Business Workshop podcast. This is your host and business coach, Robin Walker, helping female entrepreneurs and business owners like yourself to find more strategy and focus in your business so that you can reach your goals with less distraction and overwhelm. So you signed up for something, you paid your money, you researched it, you think it's gonna be a good fit, and you have this event and you get a booth at the event and you have no idea what to put in this booth or what to do to try to get sales from this opportunity. You might also be someone who has been at booths often or you've tried them and you think those just don't work for me or you're ready to head out into the farmer's market season and you think, I feel like I need more strategy. I need something else that really pulls people in, keeps them there, and then converts either at the booth or after the event. If that is you, either of those scenarios, then this is the episode for you. The thing that seems to be the biggest detriment to people hosting a booth is they don't really have a strategy. Maybe they get a banner made or a tablecloth and then they just kind of, what am I going to put out or what? maybe I'll order some flyers and that's it. There's so much more you can do to have ROI on this visibility opportunity. I need you to switch your mindset from how much money am I going to make during this four-hour event and is it going to be worth what I paid to be in it? I want you to switch that to how can I build my audience before the event using the event planner's marketing? How can I convert people during the event? But also, how can I extend relationships to build my following and to provide ROI in the future after the event? That's what we're doing when we have a booth. So before the event, that's what we're going to focus on first. 
When I say make a plan, I don't just mean I need to order a banner. All of that is great. But I want you to stop and think of who is coming to this event. Which subset of your ideal client is in the audience? If you don't know your ideal client yet or you're still saying that you sell to everyone, please let's talk because that is not the strategy. (laughs) So think about who in your audience is going to be at this event. Who is your ideal client? Now there could be a range and maybe you just really want to focus on one subset of your ideal client that is going to be at this event. So you need to make a plan on how that person is going to see your booth, think, ooh, that's for me. I need that. Come to your booth and know that you are there to help them and that you can be trusted. One of the things is to have a professional looking booth. We all know this, but I think sometimes people wait till the last minute and then they wing it and grab things around their house or just throw some brochures on a wrinkled tablecloth. I can tell you from personal experience when I go to events, if something looks really thrown together and hodgepodgey and I can't even tell what your company name is, I'm probably going to steer away from your booth. Now, all this is being said in a lens that you need to run everything through on what works for your business because you may be someone that sells tie-dye t-shirts And so your booth is going to look a lot different than someone that is trying to find new clients to sell insurance to. So put this, all this information through a filter about what works for you and your ideal client. But that being said, either way, you want a professional streamlined looking booth. You want what you put out to be only attracting your ideal client. You don't need anybody else coming to your booth, just your ideal client. Some people try to maximize their booth, in quotes, by throwing every single little thing they've ever sold in their entire life in this booth. And that is not the way. It confuses people and it just does not look very professional. So before the event, I want you to pick one ideal client and what you can sell them or share with them that is a good fit. That's all you're going to do. That is what you're doing for your booth. This also comes into play in what information you give the event planner. So they're going to ask for your logo, possibly a description of what you sell, a link back to your website. You want to be strategic with this information. You want to make sure for one, everything is coherent, consistent, and goes together. But also the description you give doesn't have to be the one you give for every event. It could be one that is just specific to who you are trying to attract for this particular event. So be very conscientious when you give them information that it is clear and you're not just grabbing something off your website and copy and pasting it into the event form. Now when you're planning the booth itself, I'd like you to think about What would attract someone to come to my booth? What can I do that's interacting, that's engaging, and that's going to help the people stay longer at my booth? If you just have brochures and a couple signs, people aren't really going to be staying very long or it's not going to look very interesting. We found when we used to do events and we sold products at craft fairs, the more people in our booth, the more crowded it became. When no one was in our booth, it was harder for people to risk coming in, I think, and being afraid of being sold to. 
So we always joked that if there was a stroller in our booth, we were going to get good sales for that time period because it looked interactive. People felt like, what am I missing? There's a bunch of people at that booth. So even if you're chit-chatting, building relationships when people come, uh, it's great to have something at your booth that helps people stay longer and get to know you. So planning ahead, think what is something interactive that I can do? If this is a family event, maybe there's something you have for kids. Uh, when I sold cheer bows, there was a time that I had little printouts of a blank cheer bow and girls could design their own cheer bow and then we chose one to make into an actual cheer bow for the winner. So we had people at our booth all the time because the girls loved all ages. They loved being able to create their own bow and all it was was Xerox paper and some markers so it did not have a high cost for me but it did make our book our it did make our booth look super fun and made people think "Ooh, what's happening over there I need to go check it out so think ahead of time what could you do that would engage people and attract them to your booth now next I want you to plan ahead for what is the thing that you are going to have to help build the relationship after the event. You have to plan this ahead of time, my friends. You can't do it the night before, not well, and you can't just at the event try to come up with a quick coupon or something. I want you to think of something that will continue the relationship after the event. So for example, where I had everyone creating their own bow, anyone who entered, I gave them a card with here is where we are going to announce the winner, or there was a space on the paper where they could check email me when you announce the winners. So now I have been given permission to contact them after the event and continue that relationship. I had to plan that ahead of time. So try to figure out what could you plan for after the event. But this needs to be something that is value for them. And it also needs to have urgency, incentive, and novelty. These are not going to just be, oh, here's 10% off. It needs to be something they can use now. So if you have a storefront and you are going to be at a farmer's market, a great idea would be to have that coupon or a free gift, but it has to be redeemed in the store. So maybe they have to go that weekend or that same day, but then it does have the urgency for them to go continue the relationship and see all the great things that are in your store. So how can you make it easy for them to contact you afterwards? Or what is an easy yes? Don't ask them to sign up for your newsletter that is boring and no one wants more emails. Have it be purposeful and value filled for them so they want to sign up because either they're going to win something big or they're going to be getting something that brings them value or maybe it's a follow-up event and it's all the different places you're going to be this year that you're going to have a booth. I saw that at a craft fair once. They were out of what I wanted but she handed me, she didn't have a website, but she did hand me a sheet of all the other events she was going to be at for that season. So if I wanted to, I could come back and see her at another event, which how often do you go to something and think, I didn't buy it, don't remember who the lady was. We don't want anyone who is wanting to do business with you and can't because they can't remember who you are. So we need to do all of this before the event so that you have a strategic plan of what's happening during your booth time 
and then also how that's going to transfer to after the event. Okay, so that's a lot of homework for the beginning part. I understand. That's a lot to do. And if you are lost and think, I can't even think of anything fun and interactive, please let me know. We can set up a one-on-one coaching session, and I have ideas that never stop. But I also have the strategy to help you decide which of those ideas is actually going to work and which one's going to bring you the best ROI. So if you do have a booth coming up and you don't know where to start, just feel free to email me at robin at womensbusinessworkshop.com and we can come up with a plan for you. All right. So during the event, there are some things that I have found that really help either in-person sales or converting for the future. I had an event that I signed up for back when I sold retail products, and the event was a doozy. There was no cost to get in, and almost every booth had some free giveaway that we were encouraged to do. So the event really attracted people that did not want to buy. They just came for all the free stuff. So it was really kind of a bust when it came to sales for that actual time frame of the event. But I did really get to know the other vendors in my area. So most of you know I'm very extroverted and I love to chat and talk with people. So I got to know all the different vendors around my booth area. I didn't complain because sometimes that's a common thing with vendors. But we did just talk and share ideas and get to know each other. Across the way from me was a children's boutique, an in-person children's boutique. Through that relationship we made, by the end of the event, she had placed a wholesale order with me for my products to have in her in-person boutique. And we had a long relationship of my products being in her boutique. So it ended up having a much higher ROI than even possibly the sales for the day would have. But that was because I went out of my comfort zone. Well, actually, it is very much in my comfort zone, but for some of you, it might be out of your comfort zone. But I want you to get to know the other vendors, get to know the other people. Talk with the event coordinator if she's not busy doing tasks. If if she's just walking around, get to know her. Um, There might also be other people of influence at the event. There might be a radio station. Talk with the people there. Get to know them. Uh, You know, getting to know people in media is always a win. Look around your event and who is there that it would be good to introduce myself to, give my card or ask for their card, and build a relationship outside of just my booth. Usually there's slow time for everyone where you can do this or before or after the event. I also want you to have your name and contact details on every single item you either sell or give away. Not just a business card in the bag, but your name and contact on everything. You'd be amazed at the amount of, I don't, clutter, I don't want to say junk, but at the end of an event like that, people have a bag and there's just a ton of stuff in it, all mismatched, intermingled. You want yours to stand out. So if they buy it and give it as a gift, they're probably not going to put your business card in there. You want the person to know how to get more. That includes any flyers, any little trinket giveaways, anything. Now, if someone walks away from your booth without a purchase or a sign up, I want you to offer them something. And this comes with the planning ahead part. Offer them a coupon that's on the back of your card. Maybe there's a QR code 
in your booth somewhere on something that you can hand them where then they can go get a discount, they can get a free gift. Um, Maybe it's like I talked about before, your future events. So if they come and they look around and they're just like, you know, maybe another day, you have something to offer them to say, well, if you change your mind, here's where we'll be for the rest of the season. Or if you change your mind, we do have a small group that meets once a month and we talk about um, mental health issues or we do have a Facebook group. Whatever it is that is your that is your specialty, have something that you can offer people that don't buy. So let's talk about when someone comes up to your booth and knowing what to say or how to interact. We've all been on the receiving end and I can tell you what I don't like. I don't like when the person doesn't even say hello and I come up and I'm looking around and they don't even acknowledge I'm there. I feel like that is very rude. And why are you there if you're not going to be interacting with your customers? Because by the way, you can get so much information and feedback by talking to the people who come to your booth. But I also don't like when someone is really aggressive or they have this question that they ask everyone and it's not really about getting to know me. It's really about how they're going to sell to me when I answer the question or it's a loaded question so that whatever answer I have they can go into a sales pitch. I don't like that. I don't want to feel like that I am just a walking wallet and you're trying to figure out how to sell to me. I want you to get to know me and what my needs are. So find questions that really are just about getting to know the person. It could be, oh, have you ever been to this event before? Or, oh, are you from the area? I was looking for a great sandwich shop, you know, for lunchtime. Or or compliment them on something. But find a way to make it conversational and natural. You know your product. You know your service. You will be able to naturally lead them into a conversation if if it happens naturally about what you sell, or they may ask you questions. But that real beginning interaction is really just about building rapport and getting to know the needs of the person or even just having a conversation. Those are the booths I end up staying at longer because it just feels like a conversation. So you can have some questions set up if the person is showing interest that naturally find out more information. Like, oh, have you ever tried this kind of product? Or, oh, that's my favorite scent. Here's how we created it or something like that. Lastly, let's talk social media. So during your event, you can have a QR code. Obviously, those are really big right now and really easy for people to use. If you want to say follow us on Facebook or join our Facebook group and it's in a frame and someone can just come up and scan it on their phone. But you can also encourage people to take a selfie if you have some kind of cool background and tag your business or you can encourage people, oh, when you try this, tag us in a post and we'll share it on our page. Something like that where you're encouraging people to use your hashtag, which you have to have it written somewhere if you want people to use it. I've also seen doing a giveaway, but the only way to get the giveaway is to comment on the Facebook post. Well, you have the QR code or there's a tablet right there or something where you can immediately do the task, but now they're on your, now they're connected with you on Facebook. So There's a lot of different ways you can do that, a lot of creativity that can come into that. All right, so now moving on to afterwards. So hopefully you have planned your before plan, you've planned your strategy so you know what you want them to do afterwards. 
So if you are going to follow up with anyone, be genuine and give them what you promised in a timely manner. Don't wait three weeks to deliver whatever it is that you promised that they would get if they sign up on your email list. And then with that list, be sure you're adding a lot of value and it's not just a bunch of sales emails they're getting right away. Have the first few just really about value or you could share pictures from the event, something that they're going to be engaged in and excited to receive. But deliver what you promise. Another fun thing to do with any of the vendors you met or any of the people of influence is after the event, if you don't do it at the event, which would be great too, follow them on social, send them an email saying how great it was to meet them. Uh, You can email the event promoter and thank them for the booth and tell them the things that you liked about the event. That's always great feedback and event promoters are always looking for positive feedback. So that's a great way to strengthen that relationship. I know this was a lot, but I wanted to get this information in your hands in case any of you have any events coming up. Like I said, if you are in the Impact Business Circle, this checklist of all this information is in the hub. You can learn more about the Impact Group at womensbusinessworkshop.com forward slash impact. If you'd rather have a one-on-one session to come up with your strategy on your own, just email robin at womensbusinessworkshop.com and I will send you information on the different ways that we can work together. If this is too overwhelming, pick one thing to do first and just try that thing for your next booth. All right, everyone, have a great rest of your day and now go get back to work. 